Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. If my voice sounds a little different, I got COVID. Yes, believe it or not, me. I'm sure there's a few of you out there that are hoping that I would get it, not because you don't like me, but because you would love to hear that I got through it and what my experience was and what the herbs and nutrients and supplements I used to get myself through it without severe issue. And so I may do that. Write me a review on your Apple Podcast app. Let me know. First of all, give me some reviews. Give me a star just in general to you know, uh, rate the show. You can give me up the five stars. Let me know what you think. And give me a comment. And if you want to hear a show all about it, I'll do it. If not, then I won't. So please, give me some reviews. Let me know what's going on. We're going to get into the podcast here in a minute with Dr. Margaret Christensen. Her Toxic Mold Summit is coming up. I'm a speaker on it, a VIP speaker, which just means I get a fancy badge next to my name because I've had uh, previously highly rated talks among the rest of the people and our good buddy JW will be on there. Jeff Bookout will be on there. So check out the event. I'll put the link in your podcast app so you should see it as you're listening to me talk. You should see it right there, but it's evanbrand.com slash mold, M-O-L-D. And that's where you can register for the Toxic Mold Summit 2020. There are new talks compared to last year, and I think you'll really enjoy it. I think it's priceless, honestly. But today we're going to get into the podcast all about trauma, PTSD, limbic system, limbic system rewiring, things you can do to improve air quality. Talk about Margaret's trip out of Texas and how she felt better. We talk about EMF. Uh, we talk about COVID and mold exposure. So enjoy this podcast. If you need help clinically, please schedule a free call at my site, evanbrand.com. Happy to help with any of your symptoms and issues. There's a full list of conditions on the website as well. Here we go. All right, Dr. Margaret Christensen is back. Hello there. Hi, Evan. So glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. She brought up a couple points. So like mental illness, for example, that's one thing that we need to unpack today, toxic mold and mental illness. And as someone who's had toxic mold in my body, I can tell you that it makes your brain do things that it shouldn't do. Like it shortens your fuse. You're, you're more anxious. You're more irritable. You're more depressed. Your sleep is not as good, which further worsens the mood issue. So why don't we start there? There was actually a, a medical doc. I don't have her, her, um, article pulled up, but she was a psychiatrist and she had talked about, Hey, here's the missing link of mental health. I'll see if I can find it. It was like a psychology today article, but why don't you just give me your, your clinical take on this? When you look at, uh, Abilify and Celexa and all these, uh, bipolar medications, these depression medications, these are the number one, number two best-selling drugs in America. How much of that do you think is linked to mold? Well, I think there's a huge link. When you start understanding that when you're breathing or, you know, living and breathing in a moldy situation, you're breathing in those mycotoxins, they're highly irritating to the part of the brain that's called the limbic system, um, which ends up triggering your kind of fight or flight response and triggering a lot of anxiety. And now, you know, I'm sure most of all your listeners by this time also know that 90% of your neurotransmitters are also coming from your gastrointestinal tract. So that mycotoxins also create a lot of leaky gut. And because you're breathing them in, they also contribute to things like sinus infections and or immune system suppression. And you get other kinds of infections like pneumonias or bronchitis or whatever. So here we are breathing in something that's incredibly irritating to our limbic system, to the, um, the part of the brain that's attached to the fight or flight that's triggering a lot of anxiety. Um, in and of itself, just with the breathing. 
and <clears throat> then also impacting the lining of the gastrointestinal tract and the bacteria that are there. And, you know, you and I have talked many times now on the mold candida connection because people get sick, then they get put on antibiotics, the antibiotics kill off all their good guys, you get the fungal overgrowth from candida, it has its own mycotoxins and irritants, and now you're dealing with two different um, areas of um, uh, kind of toxicity, both from the gut and the brain, and uh, it's part of what contributes to um, anxiety, depression, and yes, even severe bipolar. And I can tell you that some of the worst cases of severe anxiety and mania I have seen from post-antibiotic use and people who've had you know, also mold exposures. And um, uh, they can be pretty difficult to get under control. Now, Trudy Scott has a lot of great um, information about, again, how to how to manage uh, that um, with her anxiety, and she's one of the, my guests on the on the Mold Summit. Uh, but uh, uh, as we have talked about before, I have um, a son. I have four kids. Um, I have a son who's an adult now, who has severe severe mental illness, and his first exposure to toxic mold, and he got the worst. He was in the worst room in our in our home, and we lived in a very fancy home in a fancy neighborhood in Dallas in an old house, and. Um, um, but as an adult, uh, as he's moved from kind of one yucky place, sketchy place to another, and his mold exposures have, um, uh, was, was really high. He was living in his grandmother's empty house. She was often assisted living and that house was incredibly moldy. He got so psychotic and we could not get it under control. So, um, Dr. Mary Ackerley is amazing psychiatrist. Uh, she's also one of my guests on the summit and we go into detail about the kind of, kind of the psychiatric consequences of uh, mold and mycotoxin exposure. So it's, um, again, if you're having anxiety, you don't know really where it's coming from. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You're having trouble sleeping. Like you, you mentioned, it's that sleep disruption. Oh my God. It's terrible, isn't it? What did uh, it do to you? Oh, same thing. So, um, yeah, I got really um, uh, severe insomnia. Now, I was also an OBGYN at the time, and I had four, you know, fairly little kids, and so I was, I was already having a disrupted sleep schedule. But then, when we moved into that house, the mold—I it doesn't matter what I did, I couldn't sleep. And even after I had, I got so sick that I had to close my practice. Um, I had such terrible brain fog, I couldn't think, and I was so so fatigued. Um, but despite the fact I had that terrible fatigue, I could not sleep. And even two years later, after I, st I quit practicing medicine, I wasn't doing OB anymore, and um, I was uh, still having that sleep disruption. And again, that comes back to the limbic system priming. So when your limbic system becomes activated, again, you're breathing in those mycotoxins through your nose. The olfactory nerve is the nerve that goes from your nose back into your brain. It goes right into the old part of the reptile part of the brain called the limbic system. And um, it's irritated and it turns on that fight or flight response. So um, it perpetuates that, that uh, anxiety. And sometimes even after you've been removed from the, the exposures, um, because it's been turned on and gets stuck in that on position, um, it's, it's hard to recover from. And, and that's where I highly recommend things like um, Annie Hopper's work um, and uh, dynamic neural retraining or, uh, or the Gupta amygdala retraining. Uh, Annie Hopper is another one of our guests on the, the, the Toxic Mold Summit. Um, now you can, you know, for some of these anxiety uh, issues and stuff, you can use, there's some amino acids that we can use kind of immediately, but. Um, <clears throat> like what, uh, you're talking tryptophan, 5-HTP, things like that? 
Yeah, five HTP, some GABA, uh, all, all that, and uh, I, I do go into dosing uh, on my in my interview with uh, Trudy Scott on what to do. Uh, so, I you know I just um, and I have to tell you like for example I had a young uh, a young man he was I don't know in his his late twenties um, who was an executive for some company um, and had been doing real well had moved into uh, an uh, an apartment. And about six months later was just, he could not sleep. He was having manic episodes. He was having psychosis. He ended up in the psychiatric hospital. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with him. Um, and he just, he couldn't go back to work. And he ended up having to move out of that apartment. When he moved, when they moved his bed, all behind his bed was um, all this green and black stuff on the wall. And it turned out that there was um, some kind of condenser or air conditioning condenser on the outside of the building that was um, leaking through that wall, um, and you couldn't see it uh, directly. But uh, until they moved the bed, and they, you know, he he had been sleeping and breathing that all that stuff in. And once we figured that out, um, and really started treating him uh, using binders, using all the protocols that I discuss in the, in the summit, um, then uh, you know he he got way better. So. Wow. And just to give people a little information on the limbic system, you hear the limbic system and you think, okay, it's like one thing, but it, it's a bunch of stuff. And this will, this explains why mold causes so many symptoms for so many people, because, you know, first thing that comes to mind for the limbic system for me is the amygdala, which is your, basically your fear center of the brain. And the amygdala, based on looking at different uh, functional MRI studies, after someone's exposed to stressors and toxins, it becomes bigger, it becomes more sensitive. So it's kind of like a, a, a hair trigger, you know, on a gun. I mean, the trigger's so sensitive, bang, anything, any little startle, uh, any loud sound can startle you. Any, let's say, confrontation with someone at the grocery store for not wearing a mask, you know, that's going to just flare up your system. And then, of course, you've got the hypothalamus involved, too, where your thermostat of the body gets messed up. So these are the people that they're hot when other people aren't and they're cold when they shouldn't be. And, and I experienced a lot of temperature dysregulation problems. Luckily, it's almost completely resolved now. I had super cold hands, super cold feet, back to normal now. So, you know, I've, I've been there, done that. And I think my brain is still suffering though. I mean, I definitely noticed that even just gathering words sometimes, you'll notice it's, it, my brain has to kind of go through the dictionary. Have you noticed cognitive yep. stuff. Oh yeah. And word finding uh, challenges and, and, you know, again, a lot of people complain about brain fog and feeling like their brain is on, you know, molasses. Uh, and that is a common symptom. So you mentioned the, the limbic system. Yes. It's the hypothalamus. And not only does it regulate your temperature, but also all of your hormones in your body. And so for women, you know, your menstrual cycles and things like PMS and even, um, endometriosis and all that, that can all be linked. Fertility can be uh, linked for the hypothalamus. And then there's also the hippocampus, which is the memory center in the brain. So the hippocampus, amygdala, and hypothalamus are the, sort of the, the main three structures. There's a couple of little pieces, but, um, so, and the hippocampus remembers that we've had these exposures or, you know, some stressors or whatever. And again, that's part of that hair trigger mechanism. So when we get re-exposed, the, the hippocampus is like, uh-oh, um, and this is also where all your trauma is stored. So you're in, in the PTSD. And um, so again, kind of coming back to the psychiatric uh, pieces, we know that so many people who've um, had chronic illnesses, whether it's toxic mold exposure or Lyme or, you know, POTS syndrome, some of these neurodegenerative diseases, all of which, by the way, mold can be underlying factors causing, uh, 
but you're going from doctor to doctor to doctor. Nobody can figure out what's wrong with you. Everybody's telling you you're crazy and saying, hey, you know, just take an antidepressant. Um, and uh, that in and itself can kind of cause PTSD and that trauma, which is remembered in the, the part of the brain that's called the um, hippocampus. So um, anyway, uh, we um, uh, like to do things that help to calm down the limbic system. So if you're having any kind of psychiatric illness issues and or neurodegenerative changes, um, doing things like sinus rinsing, uh, to help cool down the inflammation uh, with, um, and we have botanical drops that we recommend to, to use, uh, can be uh, super helpful. Uh, you and I had talked earlier about uh, using a little uh, ozone diffusing through the eardrums is another thing that we can do, but you do not want to treat chronic recurrent sinus infections with antibiotics because they are fungal. Um, and again, um, we have uh, an amazing case study that Dr. Donald Dennis, who's the ENT, um, who I interview, uh, uh, there's an amazing psychiatric case that he talks about that cleared up when he did the sinus irrigation surgery with antifungals and, you know, got got out of the moldy situation. So psychiatric illness is another big, uh, I mean, it's just a huge piece that a lot of people don't think about. Now, uh, Evan, what, what else did we, were, were we going to talk about? Children? Was that was another Yeah, piece? we should talk about kids, too. I found this article. I don't know how to pronounce the lady's last name. It was Psychology Today. I'll put the link in the chat for you just so you can look at it and bookmark it for later. But it's a lady named Dr. Judy, holistic psychiatrist, MD, and it was a Psychology Today article from 2017 titled Mold Toxicity, a Common Cause of Psychiatric Symptoms. And the subtitle was, Could Your Depression, Anxiety, Brain Fog, Insomnia Be, to, be Due to Mold Toxicity? So... This is becoming more mainstream, luckily, and it gives me goosebumps to think about how many people are suffering and they don't know they're suffering. I always think about our ancestors. It's like, think about, you know, even Native Americans when they're out in the Great Plains. They probably didn't have bipolar disorder and depression and anxiety. I mean, when a lot of these tribes are interviewed, whether it's Native American tribes or African tribes, and you ask them about depression or anxiety, they don't have a word for it in their language because these type of mental health issues don't exist. And I find that very, very amazing that this is a relatively new problem, you know, even new in the last few generations. I mean, if you look at the old farmhouses, they were built out of plaster and you likely didn't have as much of a mold problem. And those houses leaked, you know, Right. with the air transfer the air transfer it breathed yeah it breathed yeah and it diluted you know the mold toxin so we're talking you know what last 50 years maybe a little longer that this this issue has really become uh, more really you know and in the 1970s um the houses became a lot quote tighter from air circulation uh, you really have the, the use of sheetrock started in probably the early 1960s, whereas prior to that it was all plaster. And sheetrock is, is wet sheetrock is the kind of the big fodder. And then on top of that, and Neil Nathan and I talk about this too in, in our discussion, um, just with the EMFs um, and, and the level of electromagnetic fields also uh, creating a lot of irritation of the uh, of the molds because every there, there's mold everywhere and and we as a human species have um, have evolved with mold over uh, and mold species over you know a million years or whatever uh, but uh, again there's sort of a number of recent factors that have changed that and that also has to use uh, the use of fungicides um, and pesticides in the environment um, both on plants and on crops as well as fungicides in paints and houses so you get these, you know, resistant types of molds, and just like we get resistant bacteria when we use too many antibiotics, 
that um, then are being irritated by too many EMFs um, in tight houses that don't breathe. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we're uh, seeing so much of this. And, uh, you know, along with uh, uh, Jeffrey Smith and I have an amazing uh, discussion about, again, genetic modification and GMOs. And um, when, you, so we have our diets that are loaded with genetically modified foods and loaded with Roundup. And we have uh, Roundup being sprayed everywhere. And so it's in the water supply and it's actually evaporating up into the clouds and getting in rain and raining down. So, so again, we have this pesticide, fungicide overuse that is creating these wonky resistant molds, both in our homes and in our food supply. And that's part of what's going on. So we just really encourage everybody to, um, you know, work on eating organic and uh, uh, work on just improving the air quality in your home. And we have a whole discussion on, on air quality <clears throat> uh, during the summit, because that's a whole other ball of wax. But Here's something yeah. crazy, too. You've got all the resistant weeds now where glyphosate's not killing them like it used to. And so now they're bringing out the 2,4-D. You've got the dicamba, which is far, far worse than glyphosate. So I had this article bookmarked. It's almost like too sad to post. You ever look at something and you're like, oh, just let people think organic and air purifiers are going to be good enough. And then you find an article like this one, which is titled Plastic Rain is the New Acid Rain. And yeah. basically these researchers went to all the most they – pu they published it in the in, in Science Journal. And for 14 months – they went to the western U.S. They went to all these pristine areas, so the remote areas in Colorado. They went to Grand Canyon and surrounding areas. And 11 in total national parks and protected areas, they sampled both rain and air. So they had a wet bucket to collect rainwater and a dry bucket to collect air. And in 98% of the samples, they found plastic, yeah. microplastics. Wow. So, so, okay, so before everybody gets depressed, um, let's just be aware that now that we've been through the whole COVID-19 and still doing it, but, you know, in terms of the shutdown for a couple months, everybody was home meditating, hopefully. Um, uh, and I like, um, uh, again, Jeffrey Smith's uh, terminology of blossoming in place instead of, you know, hiding in place or whatever we're, what we're doing. Um, we all have the opportunity to wake up right here at this moment. We can stop using plastic bags. We stop using plastic bottles. We, um, I, was, I was blown away because this morning I went into the regular grocery store, which I don't usually go into. I use, uh, I use, there's a natural grocers by my house and everything in there is organic. I went into the regular grocery store that I, um, I was so heartened. They have a whole thing of organic and I was, and, and they were talking about in the overhead little, uh, um, announcements or whatever that you know, there was something about non-GMO and I was like, wow, um, people are waking up and understanding that what we do to the earth, we're doing to ourselves because we are actually consuming what we consume turns into us. So, um, uh, uh, it, it's, you know, um, Hopefully we have the uh, we have the ingenuity uh, ingenuity to um, again to help reverse some of these issues, but it requires all of us uh, waking up. And and, we, and, and and here's the problem: and not the rain on your get rid of plastic bag parade. I, I love it. I think Texas done a great job. I know Austin. I think they got rid of plastic bags completely. I don't know. Did Dallas do anything like that yet? Well, they they did briefly, but um, you know, but th th they came back. But you know, when I go to the grocery store, I just bring my own bags. You know, and and so, again, it just um, – and then, you know, people just – you can make comments. But um, 
Let's get back to you talking about yes. kids and mold, um, because uh, again, uh, one of the things that I like uh, people to again be aware of is that many different members of the family, you know, different members of the family can can express in many different ways, and uh, oftentimes dad's not nearly as sick as everybody else because um, he. Um, uh, he may be spending more hours outside of the home or working away from home. Um, moms tend to have more hours in the home, even if they're working. Um, and then little kids are in the home, you know, all, all the time. So when you're looking at things like ADD, ADHD, um, some of the spectrum disorders, uh, again, chronic ear infections, recurrent sinus infections, uh, strep throats, I'm, uh, I'm always asking what's going on environmentally. And so, um, uh, that's really uh, super common. Uh, Dr. Maya Shetreed is an amazing, she's a pediatric neurologist and a clinician. She's got a great book called The Dirt Cure. Uh, we, um, and she had uh, bad mold exposure, as did her three children. Um, and uh, so we go into uh, a lot of depth in our, in our interview uh, about, again, you know, recognizing and what we can do for our kids. And um, I have... Um, kind of a whole special recipes that we uh, utilize for children, uh, uh, how to get some phosphatidylcholine into them and some butyrate and some glutathione and you can make some popsicles. Um, and uh, I'll, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll post that PC popsicle um, recipe on, uh, <laughs> on a, as, as a, on the summit as a sign up thing. I'll, thanks for me, helping me think about sure. that. That's pretty, you know, again, so, you know, when I was living in that moldy house, um, I was having severe chronic fatigue, uh, fibromyalgia, couldn't think. Um, my, uh, my son, who was nine at the time, that was when he had his first uh, psychosis not otherwise specified. So he was having, he was having hallucinations. Um, uh, my three out of the four of the kids were having ADD type of symptoms of, you know, focus and issues. My oldest daughter was having migraines. Um, and, uh, again, we had asthma. That's another, that's another thing that you'll see. So when you're looking at a lot of asthma, allergies, food sensitivities, you know, eczema, um, in children, strep throats, um, and kids with ear tubes, as you know, then, and of course, what are, what are we giving them? We're giving them antibiotics. And then what do they get? They get the fungal overgrowth. They get the yeast. So you have that internal external problem. Um, and, um, uh, but this is where I, I really encourage everybody to get air purifiers to put in bedrooms so that everybody, at least when you're sleeping, you have, um, you have good uh, quality clean air. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so my daughter, she only manifested stomach pain every day. <laughs> Daddy, my belly hurts. Daddy, my belly hurts. As soon as we got her on some micronized chlorella, we got her on some liver support, got her on some adrenal support, low-dose binders, gone. No more stomach pain. The thought I was going to say, and then and then I forgot to wrap it up, was the uh, the whole plastic rain thing, the polyester. If we get rid of all the plastic bags and bottles, it doesn't matter because it's all the polyester from the clothing. So what's happening yep. is you wash your yoga pants, mm -hmm. those end up in the water, and then you put them in the dryer, and then your dryer vent shoots out polyester fibers into the air. So whole other topic for a whole other day for a whole other podcast. Yeah. But that's where it's coming from. Uh, bamboo. Yeah. So this is, this is, uh, we're going to start using, uh, bamboo. That's all, that's all I wear. I wear bamboo and hemp and, and wool. This is a wool polo shirt. That's all I wear is basically wool, hemp, bamboo. So, you know, so, I mean, uh, kind of across the board, and this is part of what we learned in COVID when we quit 
polluting Mother Nature, she cleans the, you know, she cleans herself up. And um, so, uh, going back to our, you know, like you said, you know, some of the original fibers that we used to use, and the and also the original foods that we used to eat, and quit all this processed crap. Yeah, do you see uh, all the pictures? There were like dolphins swimming in uh, Venice, and yeah. there were. The air pollution rates dropped and, you know, canals that were black cleared up and turned blue again. Yeah. Pretty quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, very, very quickly. So and 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 this goes to show you, too. So we have a um, um, molddetoxdiet.com. We have um, Dr. Gail Clayton and I put together a whole program of, you know, how to use an autoimmune paleo diet, paleo diet and what particular supplements and nutrients that you can use to start switching this. But, you know, I see this all the time in my practice within, you know, three to four weeks of us uh, working with changing somebody's diet and using some nutrients, they can feel significantly better. So, um, um, it doesn't take that long to, to turn things around. Now you may have lingering symptoms like you do for a long period of time, but again, oftentimes that's because you have, um, limbic system, uh, dysfunction or, or activation. And so we need to work on that as well as you, again, you may have some reservoirs of, uh, fungi and, and or candida that, uh, you, you know, we can work towards getting rid of in the long run. And this is where, um, it can help to be working with a practitioner uh, who's has some, had some experience. Let me ask you about the EMF thing. So, you know, Klinghart's been saying that for years, EMFs causing molds right. to make 600% more mycotoxins. And now you mentioned Neil Nathan. So is Neil getting behind that as well? Is he thinking that? Yeah, no, Neil, 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 you know, uh, is also kind of asking the question, what is it that, you know, again, why have we seen such an, an, an amazing increase in the number of you know, toxic mold issues in cases in the last 20 to 30 years. And we think that, again, EMFs is, probably has a big a big piece to do with that. Um, of course, the, the um, 5G Summit was just on very recently uh, and uh, uh, kind of went into detail. Uh, Dr. Stephanie McCarter and I talk about EMFs uh, So uh, on, on the Mold Summit. She is um, uh, one of the Dr. Bill Ray's protégés. Uh, Dr. Bill Ray was probably one the pioneer in the United States in terms of environmental illness. Um, he has a, a couple of clinics, but uh, one is just a few blocks from my office, the Environmental Health Center. And that's actually where I went the, the very first time. And I was like, you know, something's wrong with me. I, I don't know what, what's up. And um, uh, Dr. Ray is the one who diagnosed myself as having mold toxicity and said, get out of the building. I was in a really bad um, building that I was working in. It seems like it'd be easy to to test this this idea with the EMFs because my thought is get a little Faraday pack. Yeah. They're very easy to buy. Even Amazon sells these little Faraday pouches for your cell phone. Get a Petri dish, mm-hmm. put it in the moldy environment, put another Petri dish in the moldy environment, put one of them in the EMF protected bag, put another right next to a Wi-Fi router, and then look at those plates. And they should be, there should be a significant difference. That's probably an easy, uh, an easy study to do. <laughs> I've, t- I've talked to JW about it. I told him, man, when you get these plates in at the lab, like just put one by a router and put one in an EMF bag and see what happens. I think it'd be easy, but it makes sense. I mean, I'd love to confirm this idea because many people are talking about it and I'm talking about it, but it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, are you noticing, you mentioned you just got back from a trip yourself. Uh, you were probably in some more pristine areas than Dallas. <laughs> I had no internet reception. It was lovely, and I felt great. <laughs> Good. Now, of course, you're not working. You're not in clinic. You're not dealing right, with right. patients and email right. and all that. So 
But yeah. do, do you think there's something to this outdoor environment? Because if you if you talk with some of the, quote, mold avoiders, you've got all these people traveling in tents and campers and whatever, and they're going to the yeah. middle of the desert to see right. if they get better. But I've had clients in the middle of Sedona and wherever else, and they bring the mold with them, so they don't get any better. But I just want to hear your idea or thoughts on this whole idea of like a mold sabbatical. Uh, well, again, you know, I, I think if, if, if they're – bringing it quote with them. I'm not, I'm not sure that, that really, again, small amounts, if, if they're still having that problems, it's limbic. It's their, it's the limbic system in their brain. That's the problem. It's not the small amount of mycotoxins that might have come with them. You're talking the clothes. I'm talking like maybe internal colonization though, maybe gut oh, or sinus oh, colonization. Yeah, mold. That, you know, um, yeah, again, that, 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 that's a possibility too, but you know, here's, here's the deal. Like I got way, way better the first time around only with changing my diet and, and taking some nutrients. I had no idea that it was mold. It took me eight years to figure out that that was the problem. And it wasn't until I got re-exposed and kind of got the sicker quicker from phenomenon, mm-hmm. um, that, um, uh, you know, that's when, um, uh, I got really sick the second time around, but for a lot of people just changing your diet and you know, cleaning up the air supply you know, in your environment, um, and turning off your Wi-Fi routers at night, just doing those things can make you significantly better. Uh, and, and if you've been exposed for a long time, you're really super sick. You've been on a lot of antibiotics. You have a lot of you've, you've triggered a lot of uh, you know immune system response, and you've activated your limbic system and your histamine response. Uh, then those are the folks that have uh, are super sensitive to everything, and they can get against sensitive to EMFs and sensitive multiple chemical sensitivity. And then, sort of, no matter where they move, they they still have the issue. And those are the folks that we do the brain tap with or the um, the uh, limbic system retraining. And that's that's an absolute critical piece uh, of that. And I've actually personally done Annie Hopper's. Uh, work. I, I uh, got to go to one of her in-person seminars. Unfortunately, those are on hold right now. But uh, And I, I, I use that all the time. And if you're consistent with it, it makes a huge difference. So it just goes to show you that what we, you know, what we can do um, to, to help reverse all our symptoms. And I always, you know, uh, I always want to give folks hope that there's, there's, you know, our body has a really amazing power to heal itself. And uh, we just have to put in what's missing and take out what's not serving us anymore. Um, and uh, kind of focusing on that. And uh, I also highly recommend um, whatever your spiritual practice is or a connection to something larger than yourself, whatever you want to name it, whether that's through a religious um, background or nature or the universe, or whatever, that we are beings of light. We are you know, energetic beings, ultimately. Um, and um, when we can tap into uh, those energetic fields, uh, that is really uh, a critically important piece of healing. And uh, actually, Dr. Cleanheart and I talk about that. Uh, so, uh, that, yeah, that's what I always recommend. You know, if somebody's really stranded and can't get better and all that, I'm like, okay, you know, do you feel, are you connected to something bigger than yourself? You know, feel the force, Luke. Yep, I hear you. So you think a mold vacation may not be necessary, but you're saying you did feel better though, because see, I've tested a lot of houses in Dallas. I've tested a lot in Houston. Texas is moldy. So, oh, yeah. but so did you feel? I mean, I mean, of course, you're on vacation. Like I said, no emails, no patients, and all that. But do you think that you felt better in Colorado because the outdoor environment was cleaner there? 
Oh yeah. I mean, just the air is cleaner, you know, mm-hmm. and have, yeah, there's a lot of more ions and, you know, I'm walking around on bare feet on the ground. Um, and yeah, so, um, you know, I, I think that's all, you know, th- th- those are helpful things. So it's got to drain your bucket somewhat, right? Cause there's this idea that the outdoor molds can keep people sick. But I mean, if you're running air purifiers in, yeah. inside, I just wonder how much the outside would, would really contribute. If you've, if everything's sealed up, you've got air purifiers running and all that. And again, we were evolved over millions of years with outdoor, you know, with, with molds. So, um, it, I, I'm, I'm not so worried about the outdoor molds. Um, you know, I just, you know, and what we recommend is just a really clean anti-inflammatory diet to, to tune that down, um, working with some binders, um, having some air, you know, clean air filtration, uh, you know, drinking uh, filtered water that has actually additional electrolytes in it because we are electrical beings, and then um, uh, really minimizing exposures to EMF. So, again, uh, I think that there's, there's this trifecta that we are dealing with. Uh, that is making a lot of people sick that they don't realize it. And it's the combination of EMF exposures along with genetically modified foods and all the, all the pesticides that are in them as well as the, the, the wonky DNA uh, along with poor air quality and toxic mold is a big piece of that poor air quality. So if we come back to COVID, you know, and COVID-19, really if you look at the cities where you've had some of the highest death rates, they have, they have it, it, that, that trifecta is going on and, and, and the populations that have had the, that have the highest death rates. Um, so you have moldy cities like, you know, New York, New Orleans, Seattle, because they're, they're, they're humid, they're damp, they're wet. In uh, Northern Italy, all those cities there, um, high levels of air pollution. So you have high levels of air pollution, old moldy buildings or, or places that have flooded or um, whatever, and then high density, high densities of uh, EMFs and 5G in particular. Um, and then in the, um, you know, certainly in the disadvantaged populations there where their food deserts are eating you know a lot of processed foods no nutrients in it and so they've already got that inflammatory component going on they they maybe have very high you know when you're living marginally from paycheck to paycheck or whatever your limbic system is already turned on um, you're already in fight or flight and then you're breathing in uh, moldy air and polluted air and that's activating the immune system in your lung and your sinuses uh, and those are the people who are getting sick and who are dying. Um, and so there is a lot we can do. And I've got, you know, uh, like I said, there's 22 different updates, uh, updated interviews and or new ones. And um, all and I filmed all this at the peak of the COVID. So we were talking about all the different things that we can do to protect ourselves. And they're out there. They're out there. You're not hearing about them. Um, on, uh, you know, in the mainstream media, um, there's one narrative, you know, there's nothing we can do, you know, vaccines for everybody, social distance, mask, you know, and I'm not saying that, that that's, we don't need to do that in this, but what you can do is boost your immune system in a positive way. You can, uh, you can turn down the adaptive. That's all. That's the side of the immune system that makes all the cytokines and you can boost the innate, which is this part of the immune system that actually goes after viruses. And, and I have a whole handout on teaching people how to do that. And, and, and then if you are a practitioner, um, and, or if you're, a, you know, if you're a geek uh, patient out there, uh, we have a whole actually advanced uh, immune course that helps teach folks uh, what to do. Is the course out already? Uh, it will be in a couple of weeks. Sweet. So you and I were talking about vitamin C. I was telling you about that glutathione story. Yeah. I've seen yeah. a couple of papers on no one is dying with a vitamin D level less, or uh, no one is dying if their vitamin D is above 30, no one was dead based on this paper That's I was awesome. looking. Yeah, that was it. That's, 
Wow. Because, I mean, I, I keep all of our clients. You know, so here I have, um, you know, we have over 5,000 patients here in our clinic. We have a multi-specialty clinic. And I see a lot of really, really, really sick people and people with cancer, severe autoimmune diseases. They've been on steroids and antibiotics for lifetimes and all that. Nobody has gotten COVID um, or gotten sick from it here, but because we have everybody on anti-inflammatory diets and everybody's on vitamin D, and I try and get everybody's uh, D levels up to at least a 60, preferably a 70. Yeah, and if you look at it, you, you should be able to find it easily, but it, uh, I think it was in PubMed, but yeah, it showed like mild, moderate, severe, and then fatal cases, and as yeah. the vitamin D levels went up, the severity went down. So once you were above 60, it was mild to no illness at all. Yeah, so, um, so there you go. Everybody take your vitamin D. And it's so cheap. Yeah. I mean, it's so yeah. cheap. And it needs to be vitamin D3, not 2. Yeah, yeah. And, and preferably to have a little vitamin K with it, too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, all the uh, the inflammatory, not funny, but it it's, makes sense that all the inflammatory cytokines that come along with mold would kind of predispose you to the mm-hmm. same cytokine storm that happens with COVID. So, yeah, it makes sense how that would set the stage because I'm sure they're operating with similar cytokines. So if your cytokine levels are already crazy and then you throw in COVID, uh, I had I had one female who got it in New York City. She was, uh, I want to say she's around 30, maybe 32 years old. And we had a lot of stuff on board. So she got through it within a few days. But she was like, it's not fake. It is real. But yeah. but it. Oh, no. I, I, I And, you know, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I've been discussing with colleagues. But uh, like you and I uh, talked about, um, it, uh, in in Spain and in Italy and in uh, a couple places in China, they are using high dose um, uh, o, um, IV ozone along with IV vitamin C and curing people who are on ventilators and dying. Um, and so one of the things that we do here in our clinic is is uh, utilize both IV ozone and vitamin C to treat any kind of chronic infections. So um, I, you know that's the kind of the the third. Uh, piece that we were going to uh, chat about is just, again, the susceptibility to infections uh, with a toxic mold exposure, because toxic mold suppresses your innate immune system. That's the part of the immune system that goes, that surveils for bacteria and viruses and things like Lyme. Um, that part of the immune system gets knocked out with mycotoxins. <clears throat> They're very immunosuppressant. And then it turns on the part of the immune system that's called the adaptive immune system. That's the one that pr- produces all these cytokines, these inflammation chemicals, and also the antibodies. So it stimulates autoimmunity and creates these, quote, cytokine storms. So um, when you have a suppressed immune, innate immune system, then you are much more likely to pick up things like the COVID virus and or Lyme and Lyme infections. And Lyme and mold go very uh, close together. I mean, you've experienced that. I've experienced that. Um, and we, we see that all the time. Uh, but we always recommend that you treat the mold first before you, you know, treat the Lyme because a lot of people have been on years and years of antibiotics for, for Lyme. And it's been, you know, the problem was that they were actually, they had mold exposures and or were living in a currently uh, moldy space. So, you know, whether it's COVID, whether it's Lyme, whether it's chronic sinus infections, whether it's chronic uh, bladder infections um, um, in children, it would be chronic ear infections, uh, tonsillitis, strep throat. Um, you want to consider that there may be an ongoing um, uh, environmental exposure that's making you worse, uh, and or you've had repeated small exposures over time. It's a fat solid. Mycotoxins are fat soluble. They stay in your body, and then all of a sudden you you know you've sort of uh, filled up your bucket and you've um, reached your limit, and you have another exposure, and boom, that's when everything falls apart, um, even if it's not a huge necessary exposure. So. 
Um, but th this is where uh, utilizing all the, you know, de detoxing protocols and getting the healing the leaky gut um, first and then uh, doing dealing with the lymphatics and then, you know, uh, upregulating liver detoxing enzymes and making sure your kidneys are working well. These are all things that we can we can do. So, I, again, I, I don't want to scare people. I don't like that. Um, I think it's uh, it's very doable to get better. You just have to do it one day at a time. You have to focus on all the positives in your lives. You have to stay in a state of gratitude for all the little things that are happening and the, and the positives and um, can stay connected to whatever higher power is important to you and um, a good sense of humor, lots of laughter, quit watching the news. You're, you know, we're, it's, it's all about creating fear. And, um, and there's a lot of uh, other ways uh, out there. And so, um, yeah, uh, I you know, don't know when this will be airing, but um, uh, I do know that Jay Davidson is, um, is having his uh, Lime Summit now. And uh, soon, in, the, in a few weeks, it's a, it's a couple weeks before the, the Mold Summit. And all the folks who are now working with Lyme, um, who are at the leading edge, have quit using antibiotics, and we're using botanicals, and we're using IV ozone and IV vitamin C, and you know again binders and uh, lymphatic drainage and all that. And actually, Mark Hyman and I talk about that. Uh, so we're, um, uh, you know, Mark almost died from mold toxicity about four years ago. I mean, he was really, 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 really sick. Yeah, I don't think and he knew it. I think he was in denial too, wasn't he? Yeah, uh -huh. and he had some predisposing factors and all that. And you know, again, what saved his life was you and um, was uh, using um, IV ozone. So he, uh, he said that was the biggest game changer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, and so he and I actually have a discussion too about COVID and the use in COVID. And uh, we are a part of a national group of physicians along with an international group. And I want everybody to go to TexasRightToKnow.com and to learn about the studies uh, utilizing ozone uh, for recovery from uh, COVID. Very cool. Yeah, and I'm a speaker on that summit. Jay has me every year, so I've always got new stuff to talk about with Lyme and co-infections, and yeah. uh, ticks aren't going away. So, Right. Well, there's the same problem is happening with ticks as is happening with mold. Again, it's, it's all these environmental exposures to uh, pesticides and resistance and you know, all those wonky EMF fields and, and all that. But we can strengthen our bodies at all levels body mind and spirit to help to create healthy terrain where these infections can't take hold where if they've taken hold you we utilize the power of our own immune systems to go after them yep it's possible it's possible to do well i encourage people to check out the event of course the chronic lyme summit's awesome too uh, yeah. link for that evanbrand.com slash lime I'll put it in the show notes you'll be able to access it right in front of your face on your podcast app and uh, register for Dr. Margaret's event it's going to be awesome I'm super glad to be on there a lot of our friends are on there we got JW on there uh, his immunolytics um, company is the sponsor so he's the man and uh, just check it out so evanbrand.com slash mold that's going to be the link I'll put that in your podcast app too please register and this stuff is pretty priceless so i would probably just buy it i know there's always like an early bird pre-sale price so just buy it uh yeah. margaret make a couple bucks but the main thing is you're going to have this content forever 
So well, it's so it, it's so much information, and we um, uh, and we're talking about so many different areas. The body plus uh, plus the how plus the home. We and we talk about remediating the home and inspecting the home. And like you said, JW's on, and I have a really amazing guy whose name is Mike Schrantz. He's one of the founders of um, ISEAI.org, which is the International Society for Environmentally Acquired Illness. Um, uh, he's one of the premier guys out there in um, in the space of uh, environment, indoor air, environmental air quality, and again working together with clinicians to um, so that we're all in the same boat. Uh, because unfortunately, the in, the inspectors and indoor air quality people are about 50 years behind the science. So. Um, uh, again, there's a lot of information, so yeah, um, uh, I, I do encourage people to uh, to uh, purchase it. It's in like an incredibly low price right now, and um, yeah, and there's a lot of great bonuses uh, that you have, and, and some great downloads. Awesome. So and I, if and if you want yeah. to reach out clinically, um, Margaret's website is CarpathiaCollaborative.com. Uh-huh. Correct. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The the Carpathia was the ship that um, uh, rescued the survivors of the Titanic. Um, we have the Titanic of Western medicine just treating the tip of the iceberg. And so uh, we, those of us who are doing functional medicine need to come along and help pick people up. Amen. Yeah, look forward. Yeah, I'm, um, I'll, I'll be back in, uh, in a few weeks, and we're going to talk about hormones and, and um, some other issues um, uh, related to that. So look forward to it. Awesome. Well, have a great rest of the day. You take care. Thanks, Evan. All right, bye All now. Right. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode. As I mentioned in the beginning, the Toxic Mold Summit is awesome, and I said it at the end. I think it'll be priceless to add to your collection of summits. So please register, evanbrand.com slash mold, M-O-L-D. Enjoy it. I'm on there. You'll get to see my face. I think we will have, once again, a top-rated talk, mainly because I'm a clinician. You know, there's so many people that speak on these summits that are just saying theories and I think this and I think that and it sounds all really really good but you know when you're working with people dozens and dozens and dozens of people per week hundreds per month you start to find trends you start to find what works what doesn't work so I think clinically I do have the advantage in giving these talks and I'm very grateful and honored to be able to do so many different talks so thanks for the opportunity Margaret glad to be part of it And if you all need help clinically, please reach out at my site. You can book a free call with Megan Gump, my functional medicine practitioner on staff. I've trained her for years. She's an amazing woman. And you can book a call with her, discuss your symptoms, goals. Let us know what's going on. And we look forward to helping you out. So it's evanbrand.com. You can book that free call there. We'll be in touch real soon. So take great care. Bye now.